Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 42 of the Cross Media Show. Today's topic of discussion is the season three review of Titans. Before we get into that though, we've got a little housekeeping to do. If you're watching this on YouTube, consider dropping a like and a subscribe, and don't forget to hit the bell for all the notifications for our shows such as the Penultimate Game Show, the Cross Media Show, Marvel Monday's Initiative, Anime Nation, and my show, Stats on Stats. If you're watching this on Twitch and have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming, which means you get one free sub to give out a month. We'd love if you gave it to us, but hey, if you didn't, we won't be too hurt. For those who don't know me, my name is Richie Stevens, the lit RPG expert here on the Penultimate Conquest, and today I am joined by the Batman comic expert, Anthony. Anthony, how are we doing today? I'm doing very good. It was a nice, relaxing day at work, and so I'm happy to sit here and talk a TV show, which not a lot of people are watching from my friend group, at least. And so it's nice to have some uh, others to discuss it with. All right. And the man with an, a very impressive Steelbook collection. I think he's up to 85 now. Saj. Saj, how are we doing today? It's, I'm doing good, man. I uh, just played some of the, of the new Guardians of the Galaxy enjoying that nice we love to hear it we love to hear it all right before we dive into our discussion i just have a few more things to cover we're just going to go over the stream and podcasts for you know the rest of the week uh this week we're back to our shows and a new episode of my show stats on stats is now up on youtube and all the podcast services so you can check that out and also yesterday's episode of the cross media show where they discussed their thoughts on dune is up as well i've yet to watch dune so i can't share my thoughts on that one tomorrow we are live reacting to the sony state of play and that's happening at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern so that will give us some updates on third-party games that are happening and what's some stuff you guys liked would or what would you guys like to see come from this any predictions Personally. I think we're going to definitely see more of Horizon, uh, the new one coming out. I forget the whole name. Uh, and then I don't know if it's too early uh, in the cycle, but I think they're going to announce the um, they're going to announce some new plates for the PS5. Yeah. OK, Anthony. Uh, personally, I'd always like to see some VR spotlights. Uh, I was a first day adopter of PSVR. I've enjoyed it all the way through. There's been a lot of great experiments on it and uh it's always nice to see you know at the start of a console cycle versus at the end of one what developers are able to achieve and we're kind of wounding down the psvr as we prepare for the next one and so i'm gonna go ahead and say you guys know what i'm gonna say we're gonna get some more pc announcements for playstation games coming to pc now that we have god of war coming in january they're gonna announce another lineup ghost of shishima's next and final fantasy 7 remake all right and on thursday we have the community live stream for the mario <laughs> the mario pro golf fall 2021 tournament tournament cup extravaganza and that is happening at 7 p.m eastern time so our normal times we also have some new merch on the website go check out our no gods hoodie and t-shirt and also the stats on stats hoodie and t-shirt which mine's coming in the mail it just got shipped ruben just texted me about it and i am excited so let's dive into our show titans you know what i want to go ahead and we'll just talk about our initial thoughts for the entire show like for me at the beginning season one was a bit rough 
I wasn't super fond of the casting and just the way some of the characters um, looked where they're like, yeah, they have their costumes, but they don't really have their costumes. Um, and the fact that it took three seasons for us to get costumes for certain people just bugged me. But I like the show. I think the show's good and they're they're doing well with what they have. What about uh, what about you, Anthony? Uh, so for me, with the first season, it was clear they were trying to find their footing with uh, some of the characters, how to present them. And uh, they were trying to go in this obvious kind of dark direction. Everyone remembers the fuck Batman line <laughs> and all that fuck that entailed. Uh, but I thought in season two, they did a really good job of after that first episode where they had to like splice season one into season two. But season two, episode two going forward, I thought it was a really good show. They did a good job finding those characters. Um, season three, I'm a bit more iffy on again, unfortunately. But we okay. get further in depth as we go in. All right. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say on that. And Saj, what about you, buddy? Um, season one, again, uh, looking for their footing for sure. Uh, but season two was great. I, I really appreciate the show about how they... Um, how they like focus on the villains so much the whole season just concentrates on the ups and downs of the of the um antagonist so uh that's what i really like about the show so far actually the most okay so overall for i would say this season what what would you say like if you had to give it on a rating of 10 i would say for me it was about a 7.5 like not the best thing we've ever gotten, but you know, it was still better. Um, definitely better than the first season for me. Uh, didn't top season two though. Uh, but it definitely had its moments. What about, uh, what about you, Anthony? I agree that this was, uh, below season two, but above season one. Um, I'd probably do seven, maybe 6.5 somewhere in there. Okay. Nice little comfort zone. And, uh, Sash. I'll go ahead and give it like a 7.5 or 8 even. Um, I feel like it, its highs were higher than season 2, but its lows were lower than season 2, so it's kind of like in limbo. Okay. Um, so we'll go ahead and we'll just start out with, you know, what kind of the big part of this season was and the one big character, and that is my boy Jason Todd. I am a Jason Todd stan, and... I I've always loved Jason Todd. I've loved the Red Hood. And when they announced that we were getting Red Hood in season three, I was a bit hesitant because I was like, how are we going to do this? Are we going to have a time jump? Are we going to go through like the normal classic telling of Jason Todd? Because I remember back in season one during the episode titled just Jason Todd, we got the poll of do we want Jason to die or will Bruce save him this time? I voted for I wanted him to die because I wanted Red Hood. Mm-hmm. And I think they executed it perfectly, in my opinion. Just uh, having the Joker with the crowbar and beating the mm-hmm. ever living shit out of him. And then Bruce coming in with the crowbar all bloodied up. I was like, that was different. I wasn't expecting that. that. Was mm-hmm. What What did we think about that whole just the whole scenario surrounding the death of Jason Todd and the the beginning of the season? Uh, uh, Anthony, I'll go. I'll oh, let you go first. Doing, or, okay, yeah. okay I'll, I'll go first. Um, so for me, it's uh, so the first 
or let's see here. I'll start here. Season two ended in about 2019, and then there was a big gap until this year when it came back. And so, honestly, I had forgotten how dark the writers and the creators of the show tried to make the show. And so coming back, I was like, okay, we've established all the Titans. We have them all. They're in their new city. They're going to be together, and it's going to be not happy, but like a more family dynamic as they learn to get to get along, trust each other, and all those sorts of things. And that was not, that was not what this show was about. <laughs> and so my expectations were very much flipped. And so personally, as a, a lifelong kind of reader of these characters, it was a very odd interpretation of the Bat family. Because even though this show is, you know, marketed as Titans, this is very much a Bat family season. And so I thought the way they helped the beginning of Jason's journey from Robin into the death and going into that. I thought that was, they did a good job with that. Um, the characterization of Bruce was such an odd thing to experience throughout the show. Cause it goes kind of against any sort of other characterization we've had of this character outside of maybe like uh, those odd, what if not, what if elseworlds is what DC calls them. Those kind of odd elseworlds tales where Batman is more of a loader and more dark and more, vindictive and all these other sorts of things because we don't really see that with the villains when he's you know breaking arms and legs and those sorts of things we've yeah. never gotten that where he points that same kind of energy towards his his kids the bat family and all that sort of stuff so that was a very odd and interesting and unique sort of spin to take it which definitely sets the show apart whether it's for good or bad that's kind of up to you okay what about you sash um I loved the way that they uh, opened up with Jason Todd and that whole scene. And it was, it had a lot of moment, uh, really good um, what, connections to the comic book and the way it looked and everything was perfect. Um, I didn't like how they handled Jason. Are we going into that part yet where we, we talk about Jason's death or anything like that? I mean, it's kind of implied at this point. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. are, are you talking about, like, yeah. the Lazarus Pit and stuff like that? Or Yeah, 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 that's what I was saying. Yes, I, um, let's, we'll go ahead and dive into that. Yeah, so I don't like uh, necessarily how they represented him coming back from the Lazarus Pit. I think he should have been way more messed up in the head than he was. Um, you know, it just kind of showed him, and it kind of he kind of just seemed the same, except just a little bit upset, you know? I think I, I thought he should have just gone into this incredible like speak of mania or something like that. Um, but other than that, like the yeah, uh, the opening of him dying was was pretty well was very well done. And the thing with the Lazarus pit and with him coming back. Anthony, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong here, mm -hmm. since you're you're my Batman expert mm -hmm. with the Lazarus pit. The longer you are dead, the more messed up it does or the like more effect it has on your mental state. So if he would have been dead for longer, he would, it would have taken, you know, more of a mental strain on him where since he was only dead for, I think maybe we'll say about three to four hours, then it, it was good because if we look at it, like in the comics or in the under the red hood animated movie, it's a couple days because they have to take him from his body from Gotham to Nanda Parbat, which is where the league of assassins and the Lazarus pits located. I don't know how I feel about the Lazarus Pit being under Arkham's Asylum. Mm -hmm. That was weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, they just said they didn't really explain it. They just said, "Oh, hey, a small bit of the Lazarus pit is now pit is now in Gotham." And they didn't really, I don't to my to what I can remember, they didn't really explain why it was there. From, and I don't uh, from the brief dialogue we got about it because it was very head wavy. Razogul had some plans for Gotham as he always does, and so he brought like some of it with him to Arkham for reasons, but. Uh, yeah, so as as you mentioned, the the pit does tend to make you crazy, and so for we see with Ra's al Ghul because he uses it so much, it will eventually drive him insane, and so mm -hmm. we see with people like Talia who sometimes dies in the comics and then comes back, it's a brief moment of madness and then they get calmed down very quickly, um, so we never get that with like uh, other characters later in the show. They go in, they come out, and then they start getting to work. And so it's, it's a, it is a different portrayal of how it kind of works. Okay. Good to know. That, that's what I thought. I wanted to make sure. Well, and has the Lazarus Pit in the comics ever really been in Gotham? Like, has there ever been, like, some sort of trace? Like, is this a call out or a callback to any has of those? Was there, like, a hot tub time machine kind of deal <laughs> going on with Lazarus Pit? <laughs> well, there is... Uh, not maybe not obvious, then, but uh, Arkham City had the plot line where yeah, like that sort of similar kind of stuff, and so they could be drawing from that. But Rachel Ghoul generally doesn't bring it with them to other spots like that normally. I, I didn't think so. That's mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to make sure on before. So um, let's let's go ahead and just discuss our thoughts on the characters as a whole, like. Who was your favorite for this season? Who who would you say probably had the most character growth? Because for me, it is definitely a tie. Uh, it's a three-way tie between um, Connor, Jason, and Dick. Those are... You can't do a three-way tie. That's like half the cast. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's definitely a good portion of the cast. It's, it's a good cast. portion of the cast. <laughs> but I, I would say like just because like they all have their three separate arcs, yeah, yeah. Um, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here again because I don't really remember. Was Barbara in the last episode of season one mm. when Dick's going through his like nightmare thing? Because Corey's in charge at Gotham City Police Department, but I don't ever remember like seeing Barbara or Jim. No. So this was our introduction to Barbara. Yeah, and I, I thought so, she yeah. killed it. The actress killed it. Mm -hmm. I she agree. did I really well. Yeah. So who would you who would you guys say would be um, your your favorite from this season? Uh, for me, I was really surprised what they did with uh, Corey's sister, Blackfire. Uh, that character doesn't get a lot of spotlight in the comics and, you know, other kind of properties where the Teen Tides pop up. And so it was interesting to see them take what is generally just Starfire's big bad and make it more complex, more interesting to kind of observe and walk through um, that character's journey and to parallel that with Starfire, who in this show lost a lot of her memory and then is trying to find her footing. And so to kind of put them on an even playing field of we're both finding ourselves, although, you know, one a bit more heroic, one less so. Um, but I thought it was just an interesting interpretation of a character who doesn't get used enough to have as much done with. 
because someone like Nightwing goes through a lot in the comics and wherever he shows up. He's very popular. He does a lot. And so I thought the actor did a great job with Nightwing. I love him as Nightwing. I think he could just play it as much as he wants, just like uh, the Flash CW, as long as they want to mm-hmm. go. Happy to have him there. Um, I agree. I really did like Superboy in the last season, and so I was excited to see him uh, come into play here uh, to kind of pull on the threads of the Lex Luthor in him with his uh, the way he tries to tackle problems, which sets him apart from Superman, which we don't always see in every interpretation of this version of Superboy. And that was very nice to see. All right. Uh, uh, on you, Sash. Yeah. Um, still trying to think about who would be my favorite, but um, I guess I'd have to split it up into different people as well. Uh, Dick is always great. Dick, uh, or the actor who plays him, does a really good job. Um, I think my... I Starfire might be it this season because uh, she loses her powers. She gets all those flashbacks finally coming back uh, where, you know, the origin of her power and stuff like that. Um, and God, let's see. I, there's a lot to say about this season now that I think about it. Um, I think Hank really just like stuck out the, the whole three episodes he was in it, but uh, he made a really good presence Four. and made it. Yeah. So yeah, those are, that's my answer. Now, now I'm sad. <laughs> so I, I do want to shout out to um, I can never pronounce his last name. He's he's uh, the guy who plays Nightwing, uh, Brandon Thywat or Thwaites. Say Thwaites, yeah, Thwaites. Um, I was really excited when they did cast him. I do love him in uh, Gods of Egypt where he plays Beck. Uh, he plays Prince Philip in Maleficent, and that's what I was really excited about when they're like, oh yeah. Prince Philip's playing Dick Grace. I was like, let's go. But also Henry Turner in the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. So that's really freaking cool. Um, I will say like each each actor definitely did give like their all this season. It feels like it doesn't feel like there was a bad part in the story uh, for like script writing. Like it felt like the script was very solid. Um, the actors did everything with what they had and they just overall killed it. Like I said, it's still, if we're ranking it, like it's still not as good as season two was season two just had a lot more to do. Cause it's hard to top Slade Wilson like ever, but also I am going to give a quick shout out to scarecrow. I do kind of like the direction they took scarecrow with the season. He was dark. <laughs> It got dark, but it started out like really like he was just like kind of goofy and like, you know, he was just a stoner. He was a typical stoner. And I was like, this is this is fun. This is humorous. And then when it finally gets into the darker elements of Scarecrow's character, I'm like, holy shit, I'm uncomfortable. You, you see him go down this rabbit hole of like insanity as the season goes on. And they do a really good job with that. And then, of course, at the end, when he like scars up his face, it's just like that. That whole part <laughs> yeah. was fucked. Yeah. So thoughts on the characters. We pretty much covered that. Um, just pretty much a basic like, you know, who cast is good overall. You know, cast was very go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here, hold on. I got to pull something out of my phone really quickly because I have my notes. Mm-hmm. But we will go ahead and just uh, we'll dive into what was your uh, favorite episode? Anthony, I'll let you start first because 
Yeah. I'm I'm not sure what mine is. Yep. Um as much as you know the show is constrained by its budget, I thought the afterlife sequences and how they kind of talked about the characters' journeys through all of that and getting to see uh Hank and that whole sequence with uh, Tim having Tim in there meeting those characters, seeing him change after, you know, trying so hard to be something and now having this mentor kind of figure and being put in a, a space where he can actually grow and stop trying to rush himself. Um, I thought it was a very interesting kind of way to portray it. Um, I know Disney Plus always gets all the the uh, praise for all the budget that they throw at their shows, do all the crazy things that they could do. But I thought this was an interesting way to kind of explore death and a way to kind of visualize it and to show it. So I, I really like that. It stuck it with me. Right on. Sash? Um, mine would, would probably be the, the episode where Hank dies because uh, just so many twists and turns and like you don't know if he's going to die or not. Uh, I mean, part of me thought he was going to live, part of me thought he was going to die. They did a good job. And the whole thing with Jason Todd having the fake activator and having Dom be the one that actually kills him, that was that just mind-fucked me. I was like, oh, shit, she killed him. Yeah. And that that whole episode was just really well done. So I, I remember uh, you were texting me when I was watching it because I was like, I missed the first, like, two two to three weeks of the show. So I ended up binge watching it on one of my days off and I got to the, uh, the episode and you're like, dude, just hold on, hold on to your seat. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Cause you're, and like, then, cause you're like, it's already so crazy. And I'm like, dude, that's not even it. <laughs> that's not even what I'm oh, talking God. about. And then like, like <laughs> and, and then we get to the, the actual like explosion. I thought Connor was going to come in and save the day. Like it was just going to be like an instant, like quick fix. And then Hank's dead. And I was like, He's like what a the second fuck? off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, they Jason can't be redeemed after this. Like in the eyes of the mm -hmm. Titans, he will never be redeemed after he kills one of their own. Um, for me though, I will say for my favorite episode, it's it's really hard for me to pick, but I honestly want to say Lazarus was the flashback episode where it was going like leading up to the events of Jason's death, like all the conversations he had with Bruce and just how Bruce was trying to actually treat him like a son and show Jason how much Bruce actually cares about him. And the scene where there's uh, they're in crime alley, you know, the spot where Bruce's parents were killed and he's talking, he's like, Jason, I don't want this for you. I want you out of this because you, it's going to mess you up. And oh, that scene right there was like, that's what sold it for me, that this version of Bruce is not the guy we thought he was. Because the way like earlier portrayals we've seen of Bruce, he's he's been an asshole. Like he's just not been a good guy. Um, He was like Dick always thought that like he was Bruce was making him a weapon. Bruce was, you know, trying to just weaponize Dick. And then as soon as Jason came along, he was instantly replaced with the Robins. 
no, Bruce is actually a good guy. He cares about his kids and he cares about, you know, everyone, even all the Titans, even like Donna, you know, Hank and Don, like he cares about every one of them. So it's just like that episode right there was just definitely a good moment for for the character development of Bruce Wayne, because we don't get much of him in the series. Yeah, good shout out to like Bruce Wayne's character development in this season, particularly. It's just he went he went from like completely dark and we didn't know anything about him to like him opening up a little bit and show showing that he cares exactly what you were saying, you know, so. And I, I'm going to mispronounce his last name, too. It's is it Ian or Ian Glenn? Because it's I A I N. It's probably I A I N. I don't know. I don't either. But like he he was in, uh, you know, he was in uh, Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. So like he's got a good lineup. Like I'm looking at some of his stuff. I forgot he was Doctor Isaac's in uh, the Resident Evil movies, and then he was also um, uh, Powell in the first Tomb Raider movie. I completely forgot about that. So, yeah, it's it's they have an all star cast for this show and it's great just to see where yeah. like stuff's going with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for a bunch more seasons on this show just because I really do want more DC shows that aren't CW per se, just because CW ones kind of drag on. I mean, I, I enjoy them still. Don't get me wrong. But uh, this one, right. these seasons are shorter, so they're more more to the point. So I I kind of kind of like that. I I haven't finished the last season of Arrow. Like I started it. I got I think right to the first episode of the crossover event and I haven't even finished the crossover uh, for Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I just I haven't been back. I haven't like sat down and watched it. So I really need to get back to doing that. So I'll I'll definitely have to just start doing that again while I wait for the the next season. Do we Oh, hold on. There we go. Cool. So we'll go ahead and we're just going to go dive into our next topic, which I think we've kind of touched base on. So this might be a really quick segment, but. Was this did the season have a strong story, like even with its up and ups and downs, did it have a strong like arc for a one season? It had me like excited every Tuesday morning to watch, so I think. I, I got a text um, from you every Thursday, just Titans time. And I'm like, yeah, oh, Thursday. yeah sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Thursdays, I was just like, so about it. So I think they had a pretty strong story. Uh, you know, they did what they did with the cliffhangers to make me want to watch the next episode. And um, I just think it was a little rushed at the end, but that's happens a lot. So it, It's always going to happen, I feel like. And that's the the best way to handle it. But I'll save that for uh, after Anthony shares his thoughts. Anthony, was this a like strong season? Would you say with even with the ups and downs, would you say this was a solid season? I think a lot of the actors did a great job. I know we did shout out the actress for Barbara, uh, but she was phenomenal. I loved her in this role. Um, it was great to see the kind of flashbacks to their younger days and see the playfulness and then get the the seriousness of her actually being in charge in Gotham, which sucks, which will always suck <laughs> with the police force and the criminals and everything that goes on with that. And she does a great job being commanding 
also being vulnerable and trying to express all the feelings and emotions she has to put up with with the life she had with Dick and Bruce to a lesser extent. Um, and so I thought that was a great addition to this show. It made it less of a Titans show, more of a, a Bat Family show as we mm-hmm. went in through this, through this show. And so I hope going forward we get out of Gotham or more involved with someone like Beast Boy and Raven, these characters who didn't get as much of a spotlight this time around. And so, but outside of the the actors, I wasn't sure about the overall plot per se. They do a lot of unique things with Bruce in the beginning, and then they shift focus to Scarecrow in an interesting way. But the Jason Todd, in my opinion, kind of loses his um his choice in it. He he becomes very quickly swooped up in Scarecrow's machinations. He doesn't become his own kind of person until the end of the show. But at the end of the show, he's not sure what he's going to do. And so, while it is an interesting kind of portrayal for the the kind of substance abuse discussion uh, with the family member having to talk through that and that sort of stuff, I don't... Uh, I did not find Jason's journey in that middle portion where he was dealing with the drugs and that section of it as appealing from a character motivation perspective. But um, Scarecrow, I thought, was interesting, and that was a bigger portion of the season, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but Jason also was a bigger part of this this season, and I did not feel as strongly with his arc for a big portion of it. Okay. All right. Um, I think it was overall very strong season. It was. It definitely did have a bit more downs than I wanted it to, but even with those just having the ups it was very solid there was a lot of just fun little details that i was paying attention to that i really enjoyed um i liked kind of getting to explore barbara's backstory even if it was for that one episode i was hoping we would get the like you know the flashback to see like how this version of barbara ends up in the wheelchair because you know like usually it's the joker it's the whole killing joke thing you know he shoots her in front of jim I was a little upset that we didn't get to see Jim in this season and that he's I think they said he was dead. I don't think he's retired or anything. He's he's dead. He's gone. So I'm so I'm sad that like, you know, Commissioner Gordon is dead. We don't ever we won't ever get to really see him unless it's in a flashback. But I doubt they're going to cast someone just for like, you know, one scene. Really anything like that. Season was definitely pretty strong though it was it was definitely a good time it was always something to look forward to throughout the week and um i just switched days off so for like the entire season release i had sundays and thursdays off so sundays was like my get stuff done day and thursdays was my get get relaxed day Mm -hmm. so i would watch uh, i'd play some video games and then watch titans and then have my one one one-on-one back and forth with saj and we would just have a good time getting a little share a little details about the season um, and I always kind of knew something was going to happen when he's like, dude, just wait. I'm like, ah, shit, what's going to happen this time? And then it, it got to the gas moment of the, um, second to last se- or third to last episode, third episode where Dick gets shot in the neck at the end. I went, Oh no. Oh, there, yeah, there's no like, way they're killing on, Nightwing off. 
Yeah, because like there's there was throughout the episode you were texting me like, oh shit, this happened. Oh shit, this happened. I'm like, dude, just watch till the end of the episode. Don't even talk to me. Just let's wait till the end. And then he finally did. I'm like, yeah, that's that's the reaction. I was there's for. the gas. There's <laughs> the gas. I went fuck. Um, <laughs> I will say that there's some things I do wish that we get we can get a little bit more of. Um, and I'll go ahead and say it now before the final thoughts. Um, because I do have a few more things I want to talk about before we get to our wrapping up, because we're only at, you know, 30 minutes. I wish we could see Gar evolve more, because we've only seen him now as the tiger and then as the bat. That's it. Um, I mm-hmm. He doesn't feel like Beast Boy to me yet. And he hasn't. Yeah, he's still, he's still Gar, and he's trying to find out, like, his place in the Titans, I think, because he's, like, going back and forth between the newer guys and the older guys. Mm-hmm. And just trying to figure out his place in all of the whole thing because he doesn't really enjoy his power as much as the others do. I guess you could say like he says well, he's in pain every single time. And then know? like you know with the last uh, last season where he you know killed the guy when he was in his tiger form after being mind controlled by uh, was it LexCorp that was or uh, that was actually Cadmus, right Cad- Cadmus Canvas. Canvas. It was Cadmus. yeah yeah. That I feel like it just it gave Gar a little more personality at the beginning, but like as it kind of evolved and he actually started transforming again, I was like, all right, can we get like the gorilla? Can we get like the dinosaur or something? I want to see Gar become Beast Boy. I want him to actually have the mantle of Beast Boy instead of just Tiger Boy. So I'm excited we got him as the bat for like that one little section, but really it wasn't much. He does. He does have some like badass taekwondo, you know, like just corrupt, um, martial arts. He, he his has. his training yeah. was, yeah, that was cool. Like in the first episode where they were like going through the labs and like dealing with the thugs, he was like actually laying the beat down without having to be, you know, in his tiger form. I was like, all right, that's cool. Right. Let's let's move forward from that though. Like I yeah, we're getting we're getting character progression from everybody except for him. It kind of seems like, and I really hope they do that in season four. Rachel, for the minor parts she was in the season, she had a really big step. Mm-hmm. So it's she's a badass, dude. She, she's terrifying, and I love she's it. She's a badass. Uh, so there was a lot of controversy covering this next part or of the season, and that was the casting for Tim. What did we think of the actor who played Tim? You can go first. Yeah. I, uh, Anthony, you want to go? Sure. Um, I thought he did a, a good enough job with what he was given in the beginning, where he was, uh, I guess, fanboy in in the beginning phase, where he he's learned we're learning we're meeting his family we're learning his situation because again this is another new character the show is introduced mm-hmm. in in this season. Um. And then in the back half, I really liked how he started to meld with the other cast in terms of he was getting more exposure with these situations. He was less panicking and more, we were starting to see the Tim Drake we get in the comics, who is this brilliant inventor designer who helps the bat family step their game up in the comics. And so obviously this Tim is very early in his journey. Mm-hmm. And so we get a very different kind of uh, exposure to him because in the comics, depending on, you know, which era you jump on in, either 
he has a family and he's just Robin because he wants to be Robin and he worked real hard and he proved himself. Or sometimes, you know, his father was lost to criminal tragedy and he's adopted by Bruce like everyone else and that he's just another one of Bruce's kids. And so it was, it was nice to see someone who doesn't come from a similar background like Jason or Dick, someone who is a bit more hopeful, who is inspired by Batman and Robin and what they're trying to do in the city and to see him come forward and take that journey to protect his home, protect his family, protect his community, which we don't get a lot of in this show because a lot of the other characters are much more somber, much more serious. They've dealt with a lot of trauma. And he was a lot of the bright spot in this show for me, and I really like that. All right. Saj, you want to take the next step? Uh, sure. So um, he didn't stand out to me as much of a character as I think he probably could have just because he's the 2B next Robin or, you know, for, for what we know. Um, sure. I don't know. I guess the way I, I, I will, the way I would describe him is just like bland, I guess he was just, I think um, he went from like up and down really too, too often for it to like actually be like a character development role for me. So um, yeah, that's that's about it, really. I to to me, he wasn't really a highlight of the season at all. Okay, well, um, for me, like I was, I was interested to see how they were going to do this. I remember there being a lot of controversy around the uh, casting for him, uh, just because you know Tim in the comics is white, and uh, the actor Jay who plays him is obviously not. But I don't think that affects the character in any way whatsoever. I think the actor did a fantastic job portraying an early version of Tim. And then we finally get to see the the strands of like the Tim Drake we know, like the Red Robin towards the end, especially when uh, Gar is broken into Wayne Manor and he's going through the passwords and he's like the one that got away and he goes, try Selena Kyle. And I when it when it was like, you know, oh, try the one that got away. I was like, oh, it's going to be Dick Grayson because he's the Robin that left. And then they're like Selena Kyle, and I was like, "Oh shit, we're going with we're going with Catwoman. Let's go!" And then Gar's just I, like, I "How did you like, know that?" The the... Yeah, it's yeah. like, "Who the and hell Gar's is Selena like, Kyle?" Selena. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But and then you know, um, recently we just got the announcement about Tim Drake being bisexual and all that stuff. So there's there's been a lot of controversy around Tim Drake in the past. Uh, what has it been? Two months now. Probably yeah. So like I'm I'm happy we're getting Tim Drake cuz I feel like Tim Drake definitely when I think of Robin I now think of Tim Drake. I don't think of Dick Grayson cuz he's associated with Nightwing. I don't think of Jason Todd cuz he's Red Hood. Damian I think of but I think of Tim before I get Damian. And then I just don't even think about Carrie Kelly cuz I'm not a huge fan of The Dark Knight Returns. But a little fun fact, the actor who is playing uh, Tim Drake, I'm not even going to pronounce his last name because I know I'm going to butcher it. and I'm going to feel really bad. Uh, he has been cast in The Batman with Robert Pattinson, and he is playing a thug. So he's going to get his ass beat by Bruce Wayne. So there's his initiation. There's his training right there. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I, I thought that was pretty cool. I just I was looking at the IMDb just because he's he's not very well known. Um, he only has 10 credits. Yeah, he's very young. Uh, he is. How old is he? 
Uh, it doesn't have his birthday on here, so. But you can just see he, he he's very young. I mean, he's he's got to be at least in his uh, late teens. Like I would say pre twenties. I I don't think he's yeah. Older yeah than I'd say 20. he's like eighteen or nineteen, something like that. Yeah. But he started acting. His first credit was back in 2019 on a series called Doctors. Uh, he was on one episode in 2019. Then it went to a couple of shorts, a couple appearances here on TV shows, uh, War of the Worlds TV series on Epics, and um, a TV series called I May Destroy You. I've not seen that. And then Titans. So Titans is really the only thing I've seen him in personally, and I think he did. I think he did a good job for like you know being still fairly new to the industry, and just going out there and doing it. Yeah, but mean, we yeah, all. I was for the actor. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say is like the the actor that was playing the role. I thought he did great. It was just the character of um of Tim Drake that just wasn't really standout to me. Yeah, just to be fair. I think that's a perfect way to segue into our next series. Is, yeah, you know, Tim Drake did a great job. Um, so we'll go ahead and dive into what our next topic is. And that is where we would like to see the series go. And how many more seasons would you like? So who would like to go first for this one? I can go. Right, so hit me with it. Let's see. So next season, I, we've basically talked about this already. I want to see some, a lot more of Gar, mm-hmm. him becoming Beast Boy, and uh, let's see. I just want like some redemption for Red Hood. I want him to come back, and there actually be like him being the big bad with somebody else or something like that. I don't know, something fun. Um, and what was the other question? The second one. How many seasons would you like to see? How many oh, more? Right. Um, I think it would be a solid show for if it just had six seasons. I, I don't want it to go too far. Three more seasons off okay. from that, just because yeah, yeah, you can do three more seasons. There's enough Batman villains that can come back. What, is there a is there a big villain you would like to see coming up? That's a good question. I would have I would have said uh, that struggle. We already did that. Um, no, I don't. Rose really could always come back. Think so. Yeah, um, no, that's a, that's a question I will leave unanswered because I have no idea. All right. <laughs> Anthony, do you got something? Uh, in terms of villains, I always liked the was it the Hive? Is it the Fatal Five or whatever they are? Yeah. The uh, mm-hmm. Hive the Academy Mammoth, and stuff like that. Yeah, Mammoth, Jinx, Jinx, all all those characters. I really like those characters. Oh, what is the Tink? What is Gizmo? Gizmo. I like Gizmo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always like those characters, and then you'd have, you know, maybe Brother Blood. I don't remember season one if he was even introduced or what, but mm-hmm. those two uh, groups as, as a whole, those could do a really good job for like a season to season kind of stringing together into, you know, seasons four and five. Um, okay. In terms of how many seasons, I'm not really sure because, you know, something like, you know, the CW shows, they go very, very long on one villain. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, towards the end, definitely, I don't remember early on, but it, towards the end of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. run, they would just split the show in terms of, uh, you know, it'd still be 22 episodes, whatever it is that we do in America, but they would just split the plots for two villains, and then they would find a way to weave it together naturally and do a lot of good stuff. And so I think you could do that. It'd kind of keep it going longer if you'd like, 
because there's they've touched Deathstroke and they've touched Scarecrow, but there's a lot of Titans villains. There's a lot of um, they could bring Lex Luthor in if they want to give Superboy a spotlight. There's a lot they could do with the the characters that they have. They've given a lot of attention to Starfire, and I think they've done a great job with her and okay. uh, her going forward. And so you could do. I know they had the Doom Patrol, and now apparently that's on another Earth. And so Beast Boy, a lot of Beast Boy's family <laughs> is no longer really up for grabs. And so I'm not sure what they could do outside of just character development for Beast Boy, but I think um, overall, though, I think they could do a lot of good exposure for other villains that aren't Batman villains because okay. that's always where DC comes from. Batman first, everyone else later. And so I like getting Superboy, getting Starfire, getting these other characters out there to the general public as much as HBO Max can with its price point and all that. All right. The great thing, the great thing about Superboy is that, yeah, everyone says it's difficult to make a Superman movie, and I can imagine that. But Superboy mentally is very flawed, just because mm-hmm. he has two sides to him like that. He doesn't, he doesn't understand either of them. So they could make a really good story just out of that in a future season. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, for me, I would like to see. I think either two or three more seasons would be the perfect run for it. Um, it had a lot of backlash when it first started just because, you know, like the set photos we saw, like they were just like, oh, the cosplayers have better costumes than these guys. Well, yeah. Even more money. Um, <laughs> true. Um, for me, where I would like to see the season go, I would like to see some of the more OG cast of uh, the Titans come back. Like them introduced, like we didn't see Aqualad until season two. Um, we got Hank and Don and then uh, Donna in the first season. Aqualad showed up, but we haven't seen a, another original OG member. So I'd like to see Wally at some point. Bring in Wally West. They they have to have their speedster to be the type. Because you can't not have a speedster. Um, and I would like to see some of like, uh, the newer characters or the newer team for them. We have the Blue Beetle movie coming out on HBO max. So I'd like to see if they could tie either that movie into the Titans universe and have a uh, blue beetle show up or not. I'd be okay with that. Um, and I feel like having an archer like Artemis or cause I don't know if Artemis is just, she's not just a young justice, right? Cause she showed up in arrow no, as well. She was in teen Titans. Yeah, well, she she's in, in teen Titans, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's in other stuff. Uh, okay. Young justice is where most people know that character from. Yeah. That's where I mainly know her from. I remember like, I, I, rem- I thought she's I remember seeing her in the comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't really do her justice in arrow though, in my opinion, but I would like to see, you know, some of wasn't great. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that for villains. Uh, yeah. Hive. I would love to see the hive come in, you know, give me Jinx, give me mammoth and, uh, uh, gizmo. I, I'm curious to see how they would do that. Um, I feel like if we got, I don't know, maybe Cyborg in somehow, but like with Doom Patrol now being on another Earth, because it just doesn't feel like Titans without Cyborg to me, because I grew up on the Teen Titans TV uh, show, like the original Cartoon, Cartoon Network, you know, where Hi Hi Puppy Ami Yumi did the, the theme song. I still have it in my head. Like it plays constantly. Teen uh-huh. Titans. My mom still asks me what happened to Tara every so often. She'll oh, just go, she's like, 
Babe, what happened to Tara? I was like, Babe, I don't know, Bob. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly, yeah, that's another person I would like to see. Bring in Tara. Give Gar that like emotional like. That is a good d- point for what because he that's we have his relationship now with uh, Raven, and I mean that was always teased in the original cartoon. Mm-hmm. But he always had that thing for Tara, so I want to see how they would develop that. So bring in Tara a little bit. I'd be, yeah, I'd be that, okay with that. That. Would, that would put the focus, you know, that would put a good focus on Gar for, for once, you know. Yeah. So. But also, I think for the final season, it wouldn't be like wrapping up because you, Anthony, you've said this multiple times. Doing the Bat Family, I don't think it would be complete without bringing in Damien somehow. Because Bruce is definitely old enough to where him and Talia could have done the wibbly wobbly a couple times. And, you know, Damien is probably at this point in the show, he's at least, I would say, 13. He has to be at least 13. Because Jason, I want to say, was like 16 or 17. And where we saw him in season two to now. So he he would be probably if we get like a time gap before the final season. I would say Jason would be mid twenties. So yeah, bring in Damien, bring in a fifteen-year-old kid, and you know, just have him be Damien, just Damien Wayne. Like I think that would be kind of cool to just wrap it up for the final season to have Damien Wayne, and then have the Robin, and then for the final thing, have Dick take the mantle of uh, Batman. I I think that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. That's where I would like to see the series go. Yeah. It is interesting so now that in terms of like, uh, you go first. Oh, I was going to say now that du- now that Doom du- Patrol is in a different universe, that do you think they'll still make like an HBO kind of universe in it itself, or do you think that it's all going to be separate now? Well, everything I believe is still with the uh, DC Extended Universe, so like everything is still going to be connected through the multiverse, um, with, where we kind of got Crisis and that kind of connected everything. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So it's hard to say. Um, I know there's talks that Discovery is apparently going to be taking over DC in January. Um, so it's it's hard to say. I'm hoping that with the new charge and everything that they'll let uh, Snyder do his thing and have that be exclusive to HBO Max and then have their other sets of movies going to theaters and I, I'd be okay with it. I'm just, I'm curious to see where everything goes. And I'm also nervous because DC doesn't have a great track record at the moment. Like they have some no, really good movies, but they also have some really, really bad movies. Really, really bad movies. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, it's just kind of, it's kind of a shame that the DC franchise is just getting thrown in all these different directions and they can't ground themselves like Marvel has. Where they have just like the solid backing, they they, they, can they no need wrong, to get apparently. they need to get their Kevin Feige. So bring in um, Anthony. You're gonna have to correct me. Uh, Scott Snyder, he's the one who did the New Fifty Two Batman run, right? Uh, Court of Owls and stuff like that. Yeah. Bring in Scott Snyder and Bruce Tim, who did the original animated series, and put them in charge. Uh, like you know, Bruce Tim and and like is the big in charge, kind of like Kevin Feige, and then. Bruce Tim or uh, Scott Snyder is just kind of like helping him, but have Scott go mainly help the script writers and the story development. I think they would be perfect off. It, yeah, so they, they just need to put did, trust in different people than they have. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, for, sorry, you're fine. For uh, for Warner Brothers, DC, and all that, they're 
Bruce Tim is currently involved with their new uh, the animated Batman the animated series. And so he Cape is Crusader. Uh, is yeah, that what it's called? Like that. Yeah. It is Cape Crusader Batman the animated series. It's a pseudo sequel revamp thing. So he is at Warner Brothers currently working on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Scott Snyder actually just launched his own company. And so he's oh, been shit. making uh, comic books as a publishing house, basically, with creators, indie creators on their own. He's partnered with Amazon and he's getting his books out there and then they're going to go to print later. And, you know, he's doing all sorts of cool stuff. He's teaching people how to write comics online. So he's actually quite busy. So unfortunately for that. But um, you are right where DC does need someone in charge because currently it seems like it's run by committee from a business perspective. And the business people don't know. Like Swamp Thing was great, but they didn't understand it, so they just canceled it. <laughs> that that was the biggest was great like show. upset. Yeah, they I think they canceled like they ended up actually canceling it after the first episode, right? And then like yeah, they just so, they finished the season, season and yeah. yeah. So they had you know they shot all they did. They did special effects up to a point, and they're like, okay, we're gonna start airing it. We have post production to do, but before that, guys, we canceled the show that's happening right now. We're still gonna air what we have. Thank you for watching. And that was that was their approach. That's Pretty so. much. So, so yes, they do need someone in charge. Um, they had made a big contract with J.J. Abrams from the Star Wars and all that I stuff. I think so. Project. He's doing the reboot for Superman. I think the new Superman movie that yeah. got announced earlier this yeah. year. He's involved in that. We're not sure if he's doing it officially. We know he's doing Justice League Dark, like Constantine and... Uh, if we can stuff, get the actual so, Justice League Dark movie out, I would be happy. I, I yeah. need that in my life. So he is involved over there. So there's things they're trying to do, and he looks like kind of the lead person right now outside of the gentleman in charge of The Flash. That's not the director, like the executive person. Uh, his name escapes me. But Flash looks like their big goal right now, and that after that, Discovery will do what Discovery will do. So we'll see what happens from there. It's a discovery. Yeah. I have high hopes. I, I'm I'm scared, but I I have hope. I, you know, go ahead and give me that 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 ring because I I have hope right now. I've so, already given all of my hope in the past. May as well just keep on going, right? <laughs> yeah. So we'll go ahead and start uh, wrapping up with final thoughts. Uh, overall, I think we can kind of agree that. Uh, the season was pretty good. It, any like last minute thoughts you want to share on the season, guys? Not, not really. I mean, I'm just excited for the next season to come. It, uh, it kind of seems like a shame that it's only 12 episodes for all the content that they're trying to express. You know what I mean? Like, they Do we have, want longer seasons? Maybe up to like eight. Can can they do 18 episodes? Is that thing uh i think 18 is normally what the cw does for their mid-season shows usually their main shows are about 27 to 28 episodes and then the mid-seasons are about 18 ish um i think the first season of um riverdale was like 18 or it was like 12 and now the new seasons are 18 but legends i think originally was 18 so if they could get away with 18 i think it would be perfect yeah Yeah, less less rush at the end and just be able to flesh out a little bit more characters and they could then yeah that would be perfect yeah do a couple episodes release at the beginning of the season you know i put two uh three or four episodes out at the very beginning and then you know 
that way they have, you know, the weeks to, you know, put out stuff, but not take as long. Yeah. Um, Anthony. Uh, whenever you make a show, ensemble shows are always hard to write. And I think they've unintentionally made it harder on themselves from going, just focusing on the Titans to now throwing in all these Bat Family characters. And so their cast has only gotten bigger. They've gotten rid of, you know, Hawk and Dove. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of it. Everyone else is still here. Uh, and so we get characters like Beast Boy and Raven and Donna just kind of falling to the wayside. And so um, I loved Barbara. I loved, I liked Tim. I thought he did a good job with what he had, but I'm not sure the show can sustain this many characters and still try and keep the 12 episode uh, kind of runtime with with that. And so as much as I liked Barbara and Tim and Jason, I would like the Titans show to focus on the Titans. Okay. And so. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to kind of counter you really quickly, so don't yell at me. Um, for at least one episode, I would like to see the Trinity. I would like to see, you know, this version of Wonder Woman. I would like to see this version of Superman. And, uh, you know, Batman, like, kind of together and have their like hall of justice but pass it on to the titans kind of make it like their base of operations yeah and on the cw when they do that kind of stuff it's they're all fun episodes they don't yeah they're not too heavy but they're not too light it's just it's just it's fan service it's pure fan service and that's what i want Mm -hmm, i want to get that pure fan service so that that's my final thoughts just give me one episode where i can see the trinity you know, together passing pretty much the mantles on to their people. So having, you know, Clark pass his stuff on to Connor, having Bruce pass on everything to Tim or uh, to Dick, and then um, Wonder Woman passing on every Diana. That's what it was. Diana. I was going to say Don, Donna passing on to Donna. No, Diana passing everything on to Donna. Now that Donna is officially back, which that episode was cool. That was a good episode, too. <laughs> Her, her resurrection was great. Well, I just have a, I just have a massive crush on her, so that's the reason I'm like same, <laughs> same. <laughs> and, and and Don and and Don, shout out to oh God. I'm gonna watch the roommate tonight now. Great casting. <laughs> so um, we'll go ahead and we will move on to plugs. Hey, Anthony, where can people find you? Uh, If you're interested in uh, lifestyle shows, I now make Hometown Living in uh, for the, what is it, the wider Michigan area, some like 27 markets or something. You won't see me on camera until November. Um, All right. But we will be, I'll be out there making that show if you want to watch about local community events and ways to support the local areas and all sorts of fun stuff like that on YouTube. Um I'm having to teach my dad how to do video editing and stuff. So I don't get to do as much of my own projects right now. All right. Uh, but I will get back to it. <laughs> but when that does go up and everything, we can have a link and I can, I'm sure we can get it to Ruben and have him put that up on the website or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. It's the voice of Ruben. Right, going, yeah. yeah. And Sash, where can people find you? Um, on Twitter, on pretty much any social media handle uh, as Sajin Square Pants. Um, I'm trying to get on to some more podcasts. For now, I'm just on Penultimate every once in a while. So, and Stats uh, on Stats. And Stats on Stats. So I'll, uh, you guys will see me around more often. I had some health issues I had to get 
fixed up before I was able to come back on camera. So. Right on. All right. And as always, you can find me at Rich Dolphus on Twitter and Twitch. I've been streaming actually a lot more uh, recently just because I have more time to do so. Um, you can also find me on Stats on Stats here on the channel and over at Twitter or over on Twitter at Stats on Stats Lit, where uh, Joel and I kind of do updates and do big announcements, which we have a really big one in the works at the moment. I told the group chat earlier and they got to find out. So I'm really excited because it just got confirmed. Um, I can't say anything yet, but I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. So look forward to that. Um, and you can always find me here on the penultimate conquest. I'll be on tomorrow's episode for the uh, state of play reactions. And you're going to see me cry or be very excited because my stuff is right. But as always, this has been the Cross Media Show. I hope you all have a wonderful night.